Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's turn to our neighbors and say, I, I'm glad you are here. 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 Two weeks ago, we had Laity Sunday, and our lay leaders, Rich and Lisa, shared with us where they came from and how they ended up coming to this church. We also had a time during which we shared our own stories, where we are from and how we ended up coming to this church. When I heard some of your stories, I found a common theme people. A lot of you made this church your home because someone invited you and you felt welcomed by this church because of someone who reached out to you with a warm welcome. That says church is not a building itself, but church is us, the member of the church. Starting today through November 21st, we will journey together with a new sermon series. I love my church. Would you repeat after me? I love my church. And we love our church. Love our church. Oh, no, no, it's not good. Let's practice again. We love our church. We love our church. Very good, very good. <laughs> so through the sermon series, we will consider what it looks like to intentionally love the church. And today we will start with a sermon titled, What Does It Mean We Love Our Church? Let us pray. <clears throat> May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. These days, people like to use emojis to express their feelings when posting on Facebook or sending text messages. If you like them, we respond them with smile emojis. That's the, uh, the Jews favorite emoji, yay! <laughs> and love emoji or thumbs up emoji. If we don't like them, we give them mm, thumbs down emoji or angry emoji or whatever expresses the unsatisfied feelings. It has been common these days that people read reviews on Elf or on Google before going or trying new restaurants or concert or concert or doctor's office, even schools and people like to leave reviews for other folks. If we find some good restaurant that we like, we give them a good review and we wanna go back to that place. And we recommend the place to our friends as well. A few months ago, one of my friends brought me and my, friend, and my family to a restaurant located in a small town in New York. I really liked that restaurant. The food was good, the atmosphere was good. And the thing I liked most about it was its location. It was near the water. 
so you could enjoy nice scenery while enjoying the good food. And in addition to some cutie doggy swimming around. So my four-year-old son, Nathan, he really loved feeding the doggy with the bread that he brought. So since then, my family and I have often come back to that place. And each time we brought the different people to the restaurant in expectation that they would have same good experience that we had. I can say I love that restaurant because that restaurant became one of my favorites. When it comes to church, what would you say about your church? What emoji would you like to give? Would you say, I love my church? And give thumbs up emoji or smile or love emoji? If so, what do you mean when we say, I love my church? Does it mean we love our church like I loved the restaurant? Let me tell you, church is never meant to be like a restaurant. Yes, in real life, we do rate our experience with a church that we attend or visit. And we give a positive or negative review on Google. But that is not what the Bible says about church. Let's turn uh, to John chapter 13 and read verse 34 and 35 together. It's on the screen. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. But this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This new command is what Jesus gave to his disciples at the Last Supper. This verse is a prelude of the church to come. The church will start in Acts, the book of Acts. But here we find Jesus meeting with his disciples and telling them how his followers should be known. And what the reputation would be of this community, Jesus was trying to create, a create. He said, they will be a people known for their love for one another. Like whom? Jesus Christ. And I want to emphasize this sentence. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Let's consider how Jesus loved his disciples and other people. As you know, Jesus loved them without condition. Sometimes Jesus' disciples didn't get what he said, right? And many people misunderstood Jesus. Some folks like the religious leaders really hated Jesus and it gave him a hard time. And eventually they put him 
to death. And you know, Judas, one of Jesus' disciples, sold Jesus out. And Peter, who wants to say, you are the son of God, he betrayed Jesus three times. And even here, when Jesus was telling this new command, Jesus knew that Judas was going to sell him out. And he was foretelling that Peter would deny him three times. Nevertheless, Jesus embraced them and loved them and died for them on the cross. Jesus did because he loved them and he loved us. As Jesus commanded us, we as a church are meant to love one another. Here the word love is not like the love that we give to our favorite restaurants. In the restaurant case, we give a love emoji based on our experience. If the service, food, and atmosphere was good, we give them a love emoji and we leave a positive review. If it was a negative type of experience, we wouldn't return back to that place again. But when it comes to church, we are here to love one another. And we are meant to love one another based on relationship, not based on our experiences. We do not rate our parents or our children like we do to restaurants or doctor's office. Yeah, some parents, they're bad. Some children, they're bad. But we do love our family, not based on what we are receiving or experiencing, but based on who they are and what is involved in our relationship. Because we love our parents and children, we care for them. And we spend time with them. And we go through life together. The journey might bring about some not so great experiences, but we work through, but we work through those because we love them. It is the same with a church. We should love our church, not based on our experiences, but based on the relationship. That's, that relationship begins first and foremost with Jesus Christ, who loves us and who brought us into a relationship with him. In John chapter 15, verse 9, Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. His death on the cross was an act of love for us. In John chapter 3, verse 16, we are told it was because God loved us so much that he sent his only son, to die for us. 
that we might have eternal life. It means that Jesus intentionally loved us and served us. In being brought into that relationship, we are not only brought into a relationship with Jesus, but also into relationship with one another. In Ephesians, Apostle Paul described the church this way. Constantly, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of the, his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. It means that in a relationship with God and with the spirit and with Christ, who becomes our cornerstone, we are joined together as a family, as a family of God. In each, and, and in, uh, I'm sorry, and each one of us becomes part of the church, part of his kingdom, and part of the family of faith. We share our life together centered on Jesus, and we pray together for one another, and we minister together, and then, with, and then we do mission together, and we do love together as God intended us to be. It is true that many people treat church like restaurant. If their experience is not just to their liking, they will find somewhere else to go. This is beyond unfortunate. This sets up expectations for the church that it is never intended to fulfill. Also, we have to be honest here, this is not relationship focused, but it, it was self-focused. This isn't loving as Jesus loved. This loves as I see fit and comfortable with and for my own gain. The church is not supposed to be like that because church is not a building itself, but it is us, each one of you, the body of Christ. So unless we change our view towards the church from a building to the assembly of believers. Unless we change our minds of why we love our church. We aren't able to be experienced a love for our church. This is because we all have the responsibility to love one another. And to love our church as Jesus commanded us. 
And once we love our church, once we love one another, we will experience a love for the church. And we can intentionally love our church. And once we do that, then we will have a sense of love for the church. So friends, let's love one another and let's love our church intentionally. When you actively, when you intentionally practice your love for the church, the love overflows from your hearts. Because remember the commands, as Jesus loved us, we can love others. Because the love that Jesus gave us is already in our hearts. So what does it look like to intentionally love the church? To be in community with one another as God intended it to be. Well, that's what the rest of this sermon series is about. So I invite you to stick around for the next three weeks <laughs> as we look at various ways that we can intentionally love our church and in general love the church of Christ. So I, and also I highly encourage you to join the small group meeting, which is had right after worship service at the parlor. So to build a relationship with one another and share your story. This is the beginning step of loving our church by learning about one another. So let me close today's message with the words from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 30. I paraphrase a little bit to fit the theme, I love my church. Brothers and sisters, love one another. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the, the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, you ought to love one another, which is the church, as their own bodies. Those who love Christ loves their church. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Amen.